0: Hello, internet. My name's Jonathan Cook, and I'm Matt Noble. You're back. I am back. You are back, baby. Not that anyone has ever referred to me as the Terminator of the po- podcast, but like the Terminator, you are back, <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to destroy everything in your path. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see this week whether I am destroying Veep in this week's Screen Verdict review, because that's what we're going be to be talking about. Mm. I think I just mashed like all of those words together. Mm. You are just a robot. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to be laughing together again. (laughs) The sound of your laughter, Matt. So much better in podcast (laughs) HQ rather than a terrible Skype connection. Yes. We'll see how many laughs we've been having during season two of Veep. The HBO comedy that we really liked a lot from season one. Yeah, and uh, just like Girls this year, it's really
1: uh, broken into its own in season two. no more evident than in the fact that this year it is, uh, like Girls, getting its own Scream Verdict podcast. (laughs) It's it's graduated from having to share it with with some other HBO comedy (laughs) to its very own Scream Verdict podcast. I'm hoping it goes well. I'm a fan of the show. That's, we like that's, the, show. that's
0: the stance for
1: after season one. Well, in our Girls vs. Veep HBO Female sh- SmackDown last year,
0: that sounded a bit like Female <laughs> SmackDown. <laughs> any um, girls on TV, we just pit them against each other, make s- them fight. Yeah. Um, uh, Veep definitely came out on top. Um,
1: <laughs> Veep won. Beat one, by getting a higher score. So,
0: hopefully, it also a- was secondary to winning Scream, Verdicts, HBO, Female Smackdown. It also won an Emmy with uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus getting Best Lead Actress. Yeah, great. It's a shame uh, my friend Zoe
1: Deschanel couldn't take it out, but uh,
0: that's I. I liked both. You a guys lot. still talk? Still in contact? Ah, oh,
1: depends what you mean by talk.
0: <laughs> we have each other's details.
1: Yeah. I probably could, like, I'm sure I could, but,
0: uh, I don't. (laughs) So in season two, what is the Veep up to? What are some of the political machinations?
1: (laughs) Jonathan said shenanigans, I said machinations, so take whichever one you'd
0: rather, listeners. (laughs) Choose your own adventure. (laughs) Press one for machinations, (laughs) press two for shenanigans. Yeah. All right, what is she doing? Well, there's a hostage situation. Yes. Some
1: hostages have been taken hostage by some hostage takers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think last season we saw, we didn't really see the vice president having much to do with anything, there's some sort of environmental bill or something she was dabbling in a little. But uh, this year they sort of brought her into the fray a bit more and gave her a bit of some responsibility with these hostage negotiations. And uh, we saw her a bit closer to the inner
0: circle. Yeah, this seemed to be a bit of a tense situation, you know. Do they go forward with military action? Do they try and extract the hostages? Uh, I thought this was quite an easy situation to resolve. If you've, you know, watched TV before, surely you just get Jack Bauer.
1: Yeah.
0: You, you don't say, oh, v, what do you think? You just call Jack Bauer and say, go get the hostages. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what was happening, so. Well, they did go with some military action. Yeah. Um, so may- maybe that was Jack Bauer. They just didn't give him the credit. Or Corbin Affleck. He'll go <laughs> and sort it out. And this is a bit of a tricky thing because mm. actually one of the people that was a hostage was actually a spy and that could endanger the hostages. But no one know The pre- vice president and us don't know that when this is going down. So when this comes out, she's either lied to the public or didn't know, but that means she's not actually in the inner circle. hmm Uh, What do you think is worse? I think it's easier to spin the lie because you can maybe say, you know, you did this for the right reasons and it was a strong decision and look how it worked out. But if you're left out, you didn't do anything wrong, but you look weak. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think you'd rather...
1: Obviously, you should tell the truth is what our elected (laughs) officials should do. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I think from a strategic standpoint... Because you can always say, they always say this politicians, and the public seems somewhat forgiving of this. It was in the interest of national security. <laughs> I had to say what I said because <laughs> of the national security interests. And they got all the hostages out. Like one of them lost a leg or something. So it was a pretty uh, successful mission. It's not like hundreds of people are dead because you lied to us about a secret agent being on the team. So I
0: think go with the lie. <laughs> It's not like she murdered anyone. No, as far no. as politicians making dodgy decisions on TV. Yes. Uh, she yeah. did. <laughs> yes. On a scale
1: of Frank Underwood to Jed Bartlett, she's somewhere in between.
0: <laughs> now, as well as lying to the public, she also sings a song this season. Oh, that's great. This is a great scene. I didn't know she could sing. Julie Dreyfus yeah. or Selena Myers? Uh, both, I yeah. suppose. Mm. There's some kind of political dinner where the politicians do a bit of a sketch or a song or something to entertain the audience. It's a a little bit more lighthearted by sort of Mm. politicians' standards. And she's got to beat Chung because there's this rivalry with Chung. Mm. And he does this rap and dance and it's pretty good. So she does this parody song, 50 Ways to Win in Denver, where she talks about all these mistakes and things you've got to try and avoid, things you've got to do. While in office. Yeah. And it's really funny, and everyone likes it there, and she kills it. Yeah. She can sing. Yeah. But because of a little bit of a miscommunication with Jonah, he sort of leaks the song yeah. on a, a wider public scale, and she ends up offending a continent? Yeah, Europe. <laughs> Europe. <laughs> All of Europe
1: <laughs> doesn't thing, like you know? Selena Meyer after this song. And this is on the, because of a, they're giving her a bigger foreign portfolio, I guess, the White House more responsibility. They were sending her to Europe to go meet with uh, the, the Finnish and some other people. So... You're not really supposed to offend continents. Right, before you go to visit them. <laughs> so it's sort of, um, you know, they couldn't have written it any better for comedy potential, I guess.
0: <laughs> so this, this Europe trip is kind of interesting. She goes to, I think, Sweden mm-hmm. and is not welcome to Warmly by right. the weather, all the people, mm. and there are a lot of awkward dealings with. Is it the prime minister? Uh, I can't remember. I feel like we're comments. risking offending a country yeah. here. Yeah, by yeah. not knowing the uh, it doesn't head matter. of, it of it Sweden, does, it uh, chancellor, prime minister doesn't really matter. <laughs> I feel like, like <laughs> saying it doesn't matter is not helping. <laughs> how many people like if someone corrected us, oh it's actually a chance like you're just like it doesn't matter <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> Oh, so resolve that then <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Finnish have very good schools and they it, give
0: a lot of money to the to, now to I, the I said it was Sweden we don't even know which Scandinavian country we're in oh yeah it is Sweden <laughs> sorry <laughs> I said Finnish um,
1: yes Sweden. you're all the same <laughs> Sweden do have very good
0: schools and also a really um, great... uh, They give a lot of money in foreign aid. Eric has been a fan of the podcast. Has commented on our Facebook page Mm. a couple of times. He's from Sweden. Is he? He can let us know Mm. how offensive we're being right now and whether it's Prime Minister. That's what I'm going to go with. I loved when
1: they presented Selena with the Angry Birds clock. It was (laughs) such an awkward gift for her
0: to hold.
1: It was so large and heavy.
0: And she, it was so strange, she had just no idea what it was, like, they're angry, say, like, oh yes, they get the pigs, and she's like, oh, but really, should should we be condoning violence against pigs? <laughs> yes. She's like, it's a video game, like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was very good, it's, yeah. Perhaps almost as awkward as when the Prime Minister's husband grabs her boob. Yes. Uh, yeah, something a bit
1: easier to get a hold of than the uh, Angry Birds clock. <laughs> it's a
0: bit hard to get your hands around.
1: Is <laughs> Selena's rest.
0: Also, uh, I thought, oh yeah, they go outside for a cigarette. He's maybe going to make a move. Uh, that wasn't the move I was expecting. Yeah. Boob grab. That's yeah. what you go in for. That's that's how I lead. Yeah. When trying to uh, get in with vice presidents. Yeah. And then, the other thing she has to deal with is
1: there is uh, the budget negotiations, uh, which she has been given the key role in. They've given her quite a lot of stuff to do this season, the President and things, putting a lot of trust in her. And she works out a deal, but then the last minute the President decides he doesn't want to go ahead with that deal anymore, so the government gets shut down. And she, since
0: she was heading up the negotiations, gets all the blame. (laughs) Yeah, she worked pretty hard on this, even conducting some negotiations during her daughter's 21st birthday party and then gives a speech about how in times like this everyone should maybe take a time to reflect and be quiet so that she can talk and negotiate without people being too loud and distracting them. That was very awkward. And then when she has an interviewer at her house and is sort of getting blamed for this, Jonah shows up with the news that shutdown is over So then it makes it look like not only is it her fault that this happened, she's not even going to get the credit for being over because apparently she didn't even know. Yeah. Uh, And again, she has to lie about knowing something that she didn't know. Yeah. So as well as having to deal with all this political turmoil, she has to deal with her family. Yes.
1: Now, how do you like this season, her daughter and her husband,
0: ex-husband, Andrew? I hate Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, Andrew is just so smug. He does that annoying grin, and he's always doing things that are going to create problems for her. Yeah, and then whenever she gets upset or he gets found out, he just does this grin as if he's done nothing wrong. Yeah, and even though he is clearly bad for her, she's just attracted to him. She just keeps on coming back. Mm. So you don't think Selena and Andrew should get together? You do not like the idea of that. No. No, neither do I. But in this case, I think it's partly her fault. Because some of the political things, she just keeps on getting dealt these crappy hands. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like, just leave Andrew, what are you thinking? Yeah. I don't particularly like the daughter, but I feel like the daughter has, I guess, a reasonable... Has some reasonable positions to be angry in. Yeah. Like when she's trying to do the negotiations at party. Like, that would obviously be annoying. Yeah. The fact that she told, uh, she was a vegetarian and she didn't even pay attention or had forgotten. But she's not very likable either. She's very mopey. Yeah, and, like, she doesn't seem to quite get that her mum's the vice president
1: either. And, like, there's some of the things she has to say and do. Like, the vice president, you've got, like, probably the least freedom out of any politician in Washington. (laughs) Because... You were sort of voted in like sort of just as the president's sidekick, the president's sort of (laughs) like right-hand man. Like all the the congressmen, all the senators, they're voted in as themselves. Like people vote for that senator. People vote for that congressman. You know, people vote for the president. People don't really vote for the vice president. So she doesn't really have any sort of mandate.
0: She just sort of got to toe the line with the president, really. Yeah, it's such a high-profile position but without any actual power. You're basically the Mm. president's bitch. Yeah.
1: Do you reckon this would be a good move for if you're a presidential candidate to actually, because they get to pick who their VP candidate is, actually pick someone that no one likes and then say on the campaign trail, vote for me, I'll make this guy do like all this like horrible things, (laughs) like he's going to have the worst four years of his life
0: if you vote for me. Do you reckon that would work? Who is the least popular person right now? Chris Brown. Chris yeah. Brown for vice president. <laughs> then you have a heart attack, and Chris yeah. Brown for vice president. <laughs> could backfire that plan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> Probably everyone will like uh, think, oh, yeah, it'll be great. You'll have this awful position, Donald Trump. I'll be the greatest vice president of all time. <laughs> it's going to be the classiest vice president. <laughs> so I can run for president in four years.
0: <laughs> Suddenly Air Force Two is made out of gold. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she's too mopey. She acts like she's 14. She's, like, 21. Yeah. She should have an understanding of what who the, the vice, vice actually yeah. has to do. That, like, maybe what her
1: mum's doing, like... Negotiating for the lives of hostages. Might take precedence over a dinner with
0: you and her boyfriend. (laughs) I do like her scenes with Jonah, though. Jonah just relentlessly hitting on her. Yes. That is good. That's very
1: good. So we've got a few of the other uh, crew, you know, her her merry men and women of (laughs) uh, the Vice President's staff. Uh, We've got her uh, Director of Communications, Mike, (laughs) who this season was struggling to keep afloat. (laughs) He got into some financial trouble because he spent all his money on a boat.
0: (laughs) Mike is such a strange character because he's so pathetic. You wonder how he ever got to this position in the first place. But it's quite funny when you see how he uses his patheticness sort of to his game. Mm. Often his bad jokes are what actually endears him to the press. Mm. And, And dealing with the political press is obviously a very difficult situation. He actually gets them on the side with his patheticness. Do you also think
1: because he seems so clueless and so out of it, that they also don't grill him as much as they would? <laughs> like he's able to get more softball questions because people don't think he's really going to have anything that like substantial to say anyway.
0: Yeah. I feel like there was a thing where Dan sort of kind of caught on to him a bit and said something like, you're not quite as dumb as you look. Yeah. Like, I think it is a little bit of an act. Yeah. But then in the last couple of episodes, he did leak some... Inf- like, he did
1: say some really silly things. It <laughs> just got, like, the cat out of the bag a bit much with when he was looking for a new job. Now, his financial situation got so bad, he ended up asking the vice president for
0: <laughs> the money. This was um, surely the lowest of lows for Mike. <laughs> Well, I think he tries to do it indirectly early in the season. Yeah. And she says something about basically how, like, she... Like, oh, you could do this. But obviously I'd never be able to do it because of these reasons. Yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Fortunately, he gets his chance later on in the season when some antidepressant medication and some herbal medicine that Gary gave her take on a strange mix. Yeah. And she's basically uh, tripping balls. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and offers to buy the boat, <laughs> and he accepts like <laughs> this offer from like a clearly high vice president. Yeah, and when when the finds out about that, like that's so low, Mike. That's that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned Dan.
1: Um, he is a character on the show. Yeah, and. He's probably the guy who's the least loyal to the vice president. He is just (laughs) purely, like, I think Mike, I think um, Amy, I think Gary definitely are all very loyal to the vice president and sort of, you know, try to look out for her. Uh, Dan, very focused on him and getting ahead. And he's really, um, really uh, going after Chung this season and sort of playing both sides of the field here.
0: Yeah. Dan, I think, sort of has that. Sort of Tony Stark kind of quality to him, perhaps slightly less likable than Tony Stark, but he's got that as well. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but he's got that kind of arrogant, douchey personality. But he kind of pulls it off just because of his like wit and his charm, and yeah, you sort of like to dislike him. Mm. And he gets so excited, like you know, as soon as
1: any he's got any new information, he's like. Up straight away, sprinting like to go see Chung or to go see <laughs> Selena, or like texting on his BlackBerry, and like he's just so like, or like he's just so quick to respond to things in such an. He's always so. He's like a little kid, like or a little puppy dog. that's just like looking for the next thing,
0: like looking for. It's really fun. I love his uh, catchphrases like the Young Chungs. Yeah, and you got to go down to get up or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he's so good. He seemed to have played this quite well. He sort of laid a platform with Chung to be able to bail mm. uh, on Selena. Yeah, but this sort of blows up in one of the fastest backpedals I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Which was kind of entertaining, but made me think, ah, uh, that's I don't know. Dan would would make such a silly slip-up where it looks looks so silly going. Mm. Going back on himself right away. Mm. So someone a bit more loyal than Dan is Gary. Yes. Babs too loyal. Mm. Is Gary in love with Selena? I think it's more like a sort of, like, motherly sort of, (laughs) like,
1: loyalty to her or something like that. I'm not sure if he's like... I don't think he, like, has sexual fantasies about her, right? Maybe he does.
0: Like... It's kind of endearing how loyal he is, but it's just that little bit too much to the point where it's a bit... It's definitely creepy. Yeah, yeah
1: It's definitely <laughs> a little creepy. I'm not sure if it's a sexual sort of attraction that he has for her, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had a girlfriend this season, Dana, and I think, like, it would have been... I don't think it would have been as funny because I think it would have been a bit more a bit predictable, but if it was someone who was just like Selena... Like, you know, like, just like someone who looked really like her and was similar. Um, I think that would have
0: maybe tipped the hat to, oh, yeah, he really likes Selena. Yeah. She's gone for a carbon copy of her. <laughs> I did find that quite funny when he was sort of forced to choose between the two. Hmm. And I felt a bit sorry for Gary because they're both so manipulative. Yeah. Like, the people use Gary for certain things but then doesn't really want to have anything to do with his personal life, actually know anything about Gary. And Dana's just uber controlling and is super annoying with their catchphrases like, you know, I'm right. Yeah. And like Oh, that's one of the little cute things she says. Yeah. I found that a bit much. They She said like four or five times uh, and I found it a bit annoying, but I liked how they brought it back in the last episode. Yeah. But, um, okay. So, John, who do you
1: choose if you're Gary? If you had to make a choice. So working for Selena,
0: this girlfriend, what's your thought process here? I think, theoretically, your girlfriend should trump your boss. Surely. Yes. But I There's guess... A f- there are a few variables, like how long have you been
1: going out with this girlfriend, what's sort the of relationship you have with your boss. But yes, I would generally agree with that.
0: But we're watching the show Veep. It's about the Veep. We like the Veep. Whereas we don't really like Dana. No. Which she's not the best girlfriend. So, usually I would say the girlfriend, but in this case... I'm going to say Selena. Do you think the fact that she's the Vice President of the United States makes
1: it a little bit, like... I feel like you're working for the... How many people ever get an opportunity to work for the Vice President of the United States? <laughs> like, surely that Trump's just an average girlfriend. Like, <laughs> I'm not talking about her looks or anything. I'm just saying, like, she's clearly not the best girlfriend in the world for Gary. Like, I don't know. I don't... I think that's they're working for the vice president. Use
0: that to meet a better girl. Now we get a couple of new characters this season. Mm. The new guys. Uh, there's Kent, who is basically a robot, a number crunching, statistical, political robot, a political machine. <laughs> Do you like him? I like the idea of that kind of character, Mm. and I thought he was going to play quite a big role in the season, because I think we're introduced to him pretty quickly in the first Mm. episode, Mm. but then I felt like he didn't really do that much. Mm. Like, he just usually popped into rooms and was just kind of like, you guys are all idiots. Yeah. But he didn't really seem to actually have any sort of power or anything. He he was a little bit inconsequential. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. It sort of started off very strong with him, and it sort of moved
1: away for him, the show, a bit. But I thought he was pretty funny and a good good addition to
0: a character to poke his head in every now and then and add a new dynamic. I did like the contrast between him and the other new character, yeah. Ben, the chief yeah. of staff, who, rather than being a robot, is just always, it's oh, the end of the world, roll the staff, burn yourselves, burn the... Papers, burn the house down because we're all stuck. Yeah.
1: Like, and he was sitting in such a depressed, sort of sad <laughs> way. Like, he's walking, he's walking around each day like it's his last day. At work. <laughs> like, he is on, he is on death row. He's just had his last meal, and he walks into each room like he's walking into the executioners. His last meal room. was a disappointment. Yeah, as yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get the meal he'd asked for, and he's on his way to get the injection. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so great when um, Kent, as much, uh, is very robotic and to the point and quick and sort of has a real energy to him that just Ben doesn't have. So yeah, I think I think they were quite a fun
0: combo to add into the mix. Now, a politician that Selena has some dealings with is, I think it was Congressman, now Governor Furlong. Oh, Furlong, I love Furlong. I think he's one of the best characters on the show. He's funny. Because he's so sleazy. He's the one who's prepared to backstab everyone. Is lying, doesn't care. It's all just about progressing his career and how he looks in the media. And he has an assistant that he just berates constantly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, we can't really repeat any of them on the podcast, but I think they're usually the best singers of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's referring to him and Jonah, and he's like, Come on, Laurel and Retardy."
1: yeah
0: <laughs> just crude things like that which is so over the top but uh, clever at the same time I find really really entertaining mm. oh well,
1: mentioning Jonah we sort of forgot to touch on Jonah do you like him this because he was I think one of our
0: favourites in yeah. season one I think Jonah he definitely still is one of my favourites I love his entrances like he, he every time he walks in hey it's Jay Diddy I make the girls giddy yeah or what's up it's J Rock a cluck
1: yeah <laughs> This is great because I think we've often seen in sitcoms characters who walk into a room like they own the place. Obviously, Kramer is your sort of like. <laughs> but you, you've got these characters walking like they own the place. I'm not sure if we've quite ever seen before in a sitcom a character who walks into a room like he owns the place but so clearly does not. <laughs> like, he walks in like he's making a Kramer entrance, like he's making this amazing entrance. And just the disdain on everyone's. <laughs> face like and just the the or or not even the disdain just their failure to acknowledge that he's entering (laughs) at all (laughs) no one's head moves is just so great each time (laughs) and when the vice president finds out that it was him who put that online (laughs) when he's on the plane to go to europe and she loses at him. It is <laughs> so
0: funny. <laughs> it got to the point where I genuinely felt bad yeah. for Jonah. Like he is so depressed, he's got kicked off, doesn't get to go. He just looks so sad. And I think Gary says they should put him on suicide watch. And Dan says, Yeah, to make sure he goes through with it. <laughs> yeah. Like even when he's at that lowest point, they're still just they ripping are so soda. Especially
1: like a Dan is just so co- like just <laughs> whatever the the best zinger is. Don't yeah, just say it. Like oh man. And so, I think we'll end with talking about the big sort of twist at the end of the final episode, where uh, and the whole episode it's a bit of a you know Selena's going. I just want to quit i over this job. All is hilarious for viewers, but quite stressful for me situations that I've, I've been through. I've just had enough. I'm going to take the next couple, of the, the next six years off and I'll run for president. Then it turns out, wait, hold the phone. The president isn't going to run for the next election. <laughs> um, this is interesting. And she's going to run for president in two years as it stands at the end of that episode.
0: Yeah, there was, she was going to run, and then the president was actually going to run, so everyone bails ship again, back to Chung and things. But then she it ends up with her looking like she has she's going to set up her run for president in two years. Assuming that is the direction the show goes in, where it now becomes her running for president, do you like this direction? Yeah, definitely. I think watching her as the beep has been interesting, but if this follows a one-year-a-season, you know, are we are we going to watch eight seasons of her being the Veep? Mm. Maybe, but we might want something new. So I think that's a good decision, plot-wise. And it also means we're going to have more of an investment in the election. And who doesn't like
1: elections? Yeah, if done well, this could be great. But like, I'm be seeing a season of, like, you know, Selena versus Chunk or something <laughs> like, like that, <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, maybe Furlong puts his hat in the ring. Like, who knows? <laughs> like, we could see some pretty good debates and things. A debate. <laughs> that would be great. So, I, I, I think the first season of the show was sort of Selena as this completely ostracized vice president. This year, we saw her a bit more involved, a bit more in in inner circle, and next year we're going to see her hopefully, or possibly, running for president, and that might be one or two seasons, and then... I don't know. Maybe they'll try to time it for when the next presidential election is. Maybe we've got a Hillary Clinton running for president while Selena's running. I don't know. And it sounds like the president, whoever this sitting president is
0: that we've never seen on the show, he's going to be on Team Selena. Yes, the president. He's an interesting one. You never get to see him. Mm. And I thought maybe we would in Mm. the final, Mm. Uh, but they teased us again. (laughs) I think... If he is supporting her in her race, surely we get to see him at some point. Yeah. Who do you think the president is? Who who should okay. that have to be let's, to us Yeah, to dream the casting.
1: President. Dream president casting. Okay. He, like, is Martin Sheen
0: too <laughs> obvious? Is that uh, too obvious a person to have in that role? That would be a bit much, but I'd like it anyway. I think that would be pretty cool. I'm thinking maybe... Peter Capaldi? Malcolm Tucker from The Thick of It? Well, well,
1: I'd be very... Can he do an American accent?
0: That'd be great if they could get him to do an American accent. Start working on your American accent if, if you haven't already been given this role. Because I yeah. reckon that, that would be a great That reveal. would be very good. That would be very, very good. Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> would that be... <laughs> I would like that. You asked if Peter Capaldi can do an American accent. Can Jerry act... It yeah, be I, I think maybe choice. of
1: our three suggestions, Jerry is the one to avoid. Like, I think it'd be su- it'd be funny since he was on Seinfeld. Maybe but... Jason Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about what about this Stephen Colbert? <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. <laughs>
0: that would be very good. Oh. Oh. So, Amando Iannucci, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't already chosen someone to be. The president. I think those are some good suggestions. If Veep gets nominated for best comedy
1: series, I'm going to try to get an interview yes. with uh, Inanucci, and we'll maybe run. I may run some of these suggestions by him. <laughs> maybe we'll put in a few. See, see what he thinks. Uh, like, oh, oh, just one more thought on this direction the show could take. Do you think the show will at some point change its name? There's the very famous British. Um, political comedy. of so the the think of it was always compared to this. It was called Yes Minister. Have you heard of that, the Yes Minister?
0: Yeah, I have watched a bit of mm. Yes Minister pr- and mm. Yes Prime Minister.
1: Yes, and they the guy actually became Prime Minister during the series and they had to change the show to Yes Prime Minister. Do you think that will happen with Veep? Veep will become... POTUS?
0: POTUS. Possibly. I think if she wins, I think that's what they will do. Yeah. I think they would change the name to, to mm. that probably. That'd be good. I'd 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 like that. Okay, so is it time for our screen verdict? Yep. Let's do it. Veep, I really like the show. I really like Julia Louis-Dreyfus. was super stoked that she won the Mm. Emmy. I thought she deserved that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I think season two has perhaps been a little bit more plot-focused than season one. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe at times the comedy suffered a bit because of that. It's very hard to balance, uh, you know... If you're focusing too much on story and there's not as many jokes and funny scenes and things, you go, oh, this isn't as good as a comedy. But if if the comedy is just kind of like joke, 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 sketch, 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 you don't really become invested in the characters and things long term. So it's quite hard to balance. But I thought just the number of good one-liners and and funny moments weren't quite as many as there were in season one. But it did pick up towards the end of the season. I really liked the last few episodes and I thought some of the storylines came together well, and it is just a a really well-written show with a really great cast. People like Furlong, Jonah, like pretty much everyone on the show uh, I really enjoy. So I think it was a good season, maybe slightly behind season one. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Very good. Season
1: I love Veep. I think it's so, so good. And I think actually season 2 is better than season 1. I think... They sort of found their footing a bit more, able to iron out some of the creases that I that I remember sort of in season one. Oh, it's not quite as good as the thick of it, sort of thing. And I think season two it really sort of came into its own. And I thought the way they bring all these storylines together and they're layered with the shutdown and the hostage crisis and the Chung stuff. I think it's really cleverly written. I think the dialogue in this show is probably second. To none on TV. I'm I'm trying to think of a show that's got a sharper dialogue as this one, and I can't think of one. Maybe Curb. But Curb only does a season once every year. Yeah, I mean, is Curb still on TV? (laughs) Like, yeah, so I, I think it's so good. Aside from Arrested Development, I think the best cast on TV at the moment. I see. And I think maybe the one problem with having Julia Louis-Dreyfus in the in the main role is she overshadows the rest of it. Everyone's like, oh, it's the show with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Like, it's,
0: Does she overshadow everyone to the point that we forget Amy is on the show? We didn't mention Amy. She's great. She is so <laughs> yeah, good on the I show. I like Amy. She I just is, thought I'd bring that up quickly. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. She is fantastic. And I'd be happy with her winning the Emmy for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. I'd probably give it to Jessica Walter from Arrested Development over her but like they'd be my probably top two mm. i got to do uh with gold derby interviews with quite a lot of the veep cast this year and it meant like i got to before the interview think about that character and like sort of at first i'm like oh yeah matt walsh from veep yeah okay cool i like that show but then i actually thought about it and watched the episodes i'm like oh he's so good <laughs> and then I'm like I had one with dan i'm like oh that dan's so good in this show and like, we see Modern Family get, you know, four Supporting Actor nominations each year. Like, it'd be so good if this year it was, like, the four Veep guys <laughs> were in the Supporting Actor nomination <laughs> instead of the Modern. Because, like, they're so good. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and they do a lot of improv, too, apparently, on the show as well. Like, they're not so... It's so good, so well written. I think Season 2 is even better. Perfect cast, perfect writing. Let's
0: give it a 9 out of 10. Well, beat. that's something to keep your eyes on come Emmy season. Mm, I, I, well, that's our screen verdict. Now on to housekeeping. Mm. Yes. your domestic housekeeping as opposed uh, to international housekeeping. Yes. Well, okay, so <laughs> you went on a
1: big trip to America. It's probably no secret to <laughs> listeners on the podcast. We've heard a few stories uh, with... We've, uh, we're great. It's great that you're back. I spent a little trip to the Gold Coast in Australia. <laughs> where I went to a theme park or two. Um, but let's before we get into my little adventures,
0: uh, hear a little bit about your trip, Jono. Special edition of uh, what has America taught us? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I spent five weeks in the US. It was on the West Coast, West Side, went to some different places in California. Visited Vegas for a weekend. Oh yeah. Um, as people know, I initially I went for the World Jiu Jitsu Championships. That was great. Did some training. I really enjoyed my time there. Like pretty much everything went smooth. Like everything was went really well. I mean, people keep asking me like, well, are we jet lagged?" So I was like, nah, no, jet lag wasn't a problem." It's like, "Oh, are you worried about this? Did you get lost being on your own?" Like, "Oh, I didn't really mind." The only time I got lost was when I got on a forty-five minute bus uh, in San Diego, and it was going the wrong way. Oh no. <laughs> I was kind of looking, and I'm like, it doesn't really look like we're sort of getting into the city yet. And I was like, hey, man, when do we get to this stop? And you're like, you're going the wrong way. We're in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, like okay. yeah. <laughs> He did say, we're in Escondido. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound good. You're like, I should have my passport at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, I just thought was kind of funny. Yeah. So didn't have too many, too many stresses. I enjoyed all the things I got to see. Uh, I met the best people over there. And as much as I enjoy being back at Podcast HQ, I enjoyed the welcome back cake from our interns. Going back to America is something that I'll I'll definitely be doing next year. As, I'm, keen, I'm keen as soon to... as I can
1: get the money. Basically, I'm keen to go next year. We're trying to get a bit of a team together. So
0: if you're any of the listeners are on board, uh... it's just adding uh, a screen verdict Kickstarter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Well, it's free to set up, isn't it? <laughs> so you just do it. If listeners want to pay for
1: us to go, we'll do, we'll do. We'll, if we, if people funded the trip from the podcast, we'd definitely do some, we'd make a little web series or something, yeah. <laughs> like, like, we'd do something. Um, <laughs> oh my. Um, and you didn't like In-N-Out Burger as much as I thought you would. Well, you said
0: go to In-N-Out Burger. It's, it's the, the best, best It is plate. the
1: best fast food burgers.
0: I had In-N-Out Burger. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. I, I don't know what made it really different from any others. And you're like, did you get an animal style? Yeah. You need to get an animal style. Is this cool off-menu thing that I <laughs> do not tell you about. So I went back. And it was actually, I think, my last day before I was leaving L.A. Okay. And I was like, oh, I've, I'm going to wake up early, get my bags packed. I'm going to go to In-N-Out Burger. Oh, thanks. Oh, before that's great. Yeah. the shuttle comes. Yeah. I went to In-N-Out Burger and I was like, I want this animal style. And I had it. I thought, this is really good. Yeah. I did a a rank of the burger (laughs) places that I went to in America, and In N Out Burger came second. Having said that, the burger that beat it was like double or triple the price. So, in terms of value, you could say In N Out Burger is is the best burger you can get. People in
1: LA love
0: In N Out Burger. Dutchie's (laughs) got an In N
1: Out Burger t shirt. I, got, I asked them for one of the hats, you know, that they wear, and they gave us the hats, so I got in our out hat. Do you get the chips done animal style? You can get the chips yes. done animal yes. style? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. That comes with cheese as well on the chips and everything. Yeah. Uh, well, you have to come with me to America next year now. <laughs> like... <laughs> you go, well, I went on a trip to the Gold Coast, um, Hollywood. Did you on- enjoy your trip as well? I did. It was a great time. We rented a bus, a little mini bus. That, uh, you might remember Bass from uh, Batman podcast. He, he drove it around. You'll love this. You'll love this. We get to the airport. He's got a clipboard and a hat on. And he's <laughs> checking <laughs> us all off as we arrive. Thank <laughs> you. He drives us in the bus to the hotel. Then he gets out. He gets everyone in the bus. And you see him at the intercom at the hotel with his clipboard. And he's getting out the information.
0: The best bit about that is, like, Baz isn't necessarily joking. No. <laughs> no Not just being a bus driver. That's actually how Baz thinks the most efficient way to yeah. get there is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: but anyway, so we went to the theme parks. And I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm a bit scared when it comes to rides. (laughs) I don't like the theme park rides. (laughs) Um, When you get, I I panic because you can't get off them. I'm like, oh man, we're at the top of this thing. I want to get off. I'm I'm distressed. So I had to conquer some fears on this trip. The first one was at Wet and Wild Park where they've got this slide where you get in this tube and they lock you in and then the floor drops out from under you and you just fall, go straight down and then you do a loop in the <laughs> water slide. It's called the looper or something. I don't know, loop, loop thing. Oh, who cares? So <laughs> anyway, so I was getting to the top, getting more and more worried as I climbed these stairs. Thinking, I I'm not sure about this. So I was like, just about to get in the tube. Just about to get in the tube. And the girl who's about to lock me in, I go, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: classic... Five year old kid on the top of right. You've just seen some twelve year old girl just jump down the yeah, you yeah. and you're like, I'm still not going. Oh, I can't do this. <laughs>
1: I need to get off. Then <laughs> she goes, Oh, you can, you can you can do it. And I thought what she first meant was I can walk down the stairs. Like, <laughs> <that's okay. laughs> but no, she actually meant you can do the slide. She goes, It's not as bad as it looks. So I just, like, got in there and shut my eyes and just, like, held my hands close to my body. It was like this. like... And then it dropped. And it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. <laughs> it was really good. And then there was the Arkham Asylum Batman ride that uh, at first I was like, oh, I'm not sure I want to go on this one yet, guys, but I'll go in the queue with you, like, to keep your company in the queue. <laughs> then we got to the end and Bass is like, you've got to do it now. You've been in the queue. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. I guess <laughs> so. So this is one of the ones where you do lots of loops and twists and things. And you is let- this the lethal? Yeah, it used to ride? be called
0: the Lethal Weapon ride. So you feel I running. have gone on this. Okay, yeah, and it's I've not been to heaps of theme parks, but this is the most extreme roller coaster I've been on. Whoa! Like I was, I was pretty nervous. Like I was, uh, I was gripping the seat pretty hard. You go pretty fast and upside down quite a bit. Yeah, and your legs are dangling the whole way. Yeah. So
1: I get in it. They strap me in. I don't decide not to go with Bass because I feel like he's going to just laugh or something. He's going to like, yeah. So, oh, should
0: that be rattling? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. He's,
1: he's going to be a jerk. So I decided to go with someone I thought was a bit of a calming influence. Jess Jones, <laughs> who has also been on the podcast. So I go with her. I say, oh, Jess, I hope you don't mind swearing she's like, okay. So we're in this thing and we start going up and I shut my eyes. And I go, okay, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. We get to the top and I'm going, I shouldn't have done this. I need to get off. I need to get off. I need to <laughs> keep my eyes shut. And then we just start going down really fu- Like then it just drops. And I go, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <I> start screaming. And <laughs> he's. I went on it a second time with my mate, Will. And it was a very similar sort of setup. But then I opened my eyes for the second half of it that <laughs> time. And I like, had my eyes open. I'm really the second, the last three quarters. And I'm like, we're going upside down. We're <laughs> upside down. We're doing a corkscrew. I just like started shouting out what we were just actually say doing. say what you see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm upside down. <laughs> I'm wearing a red shirt. Yeah, yeah, That kid has a balloon. Yeah. So I've got a photo. I've got the photo from the ride of me, oh, me nice. and Jess on the Arkham Asylum ride.
0: And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jess appears to be enjoying herself quite a lot. Matt appears to be trying to convince himself that he's asleep. His yeah. eyes are <laughs> closed. His head inside. No, I'm just asleep. Well, I'm- yeah. This isn't yeah. happening. This is a dream. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I really, <laughs> I, I want to go back on it now. Perhaps a more attainable Kickstarter <laughs> yeah. Send that to the Gold Coast. <laughs> to go on a ride. He's already been on. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it, was a fun, it was a fun time. Now, in Veep, we are two years into Selena's term as Vice President. Matt, you and I are two years into Screen Verdict's term. Yes. This month, I believe, is the second year anniversary of the podcast. It is. And actually, I think our Monsters University podcast got
1: posted the day after our anniversary. So this is technically the second podcast people will be listening to since our anniversary. So I got you a gift. What did you get? (laughs) Well, because of of
0: time travel. Time (laughs) travel. Because of time travel. (laughs) International travel and time difference. There there may have been an unawareness of the dates. So I think what we'll do is next week, Whatever we podcast on will be our anniversary podcast, yeah. and we'll see if we can try and top last year's anniversary gifts that we got each other. Yeah, I'll but sit on my gift. I'll, I'll I won't give you mine now. I'll wait
1: and give you some time to to get yours. Is there a um
0: a spending cap on the gift this year? Uh no more than a thousand dollars. Like if <laughs> if you spend more than a thousand, I'd feel like a little bit embarrassed. So <laughs> feel feel free to spend under a <laughs> thousand. Okay. Uh, no worries. So that's the podcast. Glad to be back at Podcast HQ. Yep. Good to have
1: you listening to us from Podcast Oh, glad to have you back.
0: <laughs> glad to be back. And we'll see you next week. See you next week.